Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my linemate Matt with me. And today, we're going to go over the uh, last uh, couple Blackhawks games. Uh, we'll talk about the All-Star game, what's going on with the trade deadline, uh, what the interest is like for Kaner. Uh, you know, they're all over the spectrum with that one. Is uh, You know, what's the tra- what's it looking like for Taves? And uh, Dominic Hasek had some, uh, you know, some interesting comments. But uh, we're going to start off with the last couple games. Hey, Matt. <clears throat> Man, excuse me. Hawks lost to the Ducks. Uh, that was a kind of a kind of a painful one because, you know, the Ducks are one of kind of the worst teams in the league. And um, even though you know, you know, the Hawks are one of the worst teams too. Uh, losing to the Ducks the way that they did uh, just doesn't sit right with me. Did you uh, did you catch that game? Yeah, I, I got to catch the highlights. Uh, yeah, our favorite player, uh, Trevor Zegers, was. Uh... He beat us, and I guess after the the game, what's his name was McTavish said that every time we lose, he uh, he's texting uh, Connor Bedard like, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna be here with us next year," and it's it's almost like a battle of the bad, you know, yeah, between the Hawks, the Ducks, and the Coyotes and stuff. But oh man, the NHL needs Connor Bedard to be a Black Hawk for sure. <laughs> you know, uh, it's kind of funny, man. You know, Zegers, he, he like goes invisible because, you know, like I notice him and then he's gone. And then I notice him, then he's gone. And then I'll see his jersey. He's not, he's not uh, the type of like active player that you notice him every single time that he is, that he's on the ice, you know, like say like McDavid. Why do you think the NHL is trying to push this kid so hard? I have no idea. I can't answer that. I mean, he, he, I guess he's a good, he's got a good personality and stuff, but listening to what I, like his takes are after games when it, it's physical, especially, and he doesn't like getting hit. He's a baby. I think he is. And yes, he has skill, but I mean, you, Michigan's and stuff are, it's cool and everything, but he's hasn't really done anything. And, uh, he was a minus two against the Hawks. He was virtually invisible that game. So, and I, I don't see the, the hype because there, there was a comparison of he's like him and <laughs> McTavish are like the next Kane and Taves I heard from a couple Hawks writers and I just laughed. I'm like, are you guys kidding? Oh my God. Who wrote like, that? Oh, I, don't, I don't remember who it was, but Kane and Taves instantly made an impact and Huge. got their team in the playoffs within a year. You know, they barely, their, their rookie year, I think they were they were close, I believe, I th- or they just missed out by a, like a point. But after that, it was playoffs for like the next decade. Yeah. So these guys haven't done anything yet. Well, they missed the playoffs. They made it to the Western Conference Finals their second year. Then they won the cup their third the year. Cup. So I don't know how yeah. you can compare, you know, Zegers and McTavish t- to those two. And if Bedard goes there, I, yeah, he'll make a big impact probably. But I, I still think they're ways away from making any noise yeah seth jones is providing uh proving some haters wrong uh i think that he's a good defenseman um he is i would consider him elite but the problem is that he's playing on a bad team and he has um he doesn't have a consistent partner why do you think that why do you think the contract weighs down his reputation so bad? And like other contracts don't weigh other dues down. Say like, you know, Darnell Nurse doesn't get the kind of hate that Seth Jones gets. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I mean, that's what 
defenseman like Seth Jones get paid like that's the rate. I don't know what people are complaining about. And I've, it's still probably 50% are Hawks fans complaining like how much he makes. Like, what does it matter? Yeah. Like, we're not, we're not, it's not, we're not up against the cap. We're, you know, we're not losing players because of Seth Jones contract, like maybe five, six years ago, we'd probably lose a good player because he's locked up, but it's not the case. And right. he's been the best player. I, 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 people were freaking out. He was an all-star and not Patrick Kane, but it, he's almost the best player on the ice every night. He, his skating ability is amazing. He's, he looks healthy. And he's yeah. playing with a lot of confidence, and I think that's huge. And he, I, when I went to the my one game this year, he's the one Blackhawk I noticed. So I, I think he, if he keeps it up, he, we've been hearing uh, his name in the trade rumors, which is kind of you know going to be a little out there because of that. He's got like eight years. Teams probably wouldn't want to take it on unless there's a like salary retained. But the Hawks would be you know pretty crazy to do that. But he. He's one of the best players on the ice right now. The last, I'd say, maybe two, two and a half weeks. So, I he's shutting the haters down, man. Yeah, I mean, I think that he consistently. I think that you hit the nail on the head saying that he looks healthy. Um, he definitely looks healthy. And I want to bring up, you know, Patrick Kane because he does not look healthy. You know, earlier this year, I was watching um a, like a like a race for a loose puck. And I saw Kane skating, and typically Kane is a pretty quick guy, and he looked like like his feet were in mud. And I was like, "Is he is he dropping off? You know, like what is it? Is is he is father time starting to get its hold into him? And is he starting? Is finally starting to drop off? And now they they recently mentioned that Patrick Kane has got a nagging hip injury, and ever since I heard that, it all makes sense to me like his lack in pep in his step. And that's what it is. And I mentioned in our last podcast that I hope that Kane doesn't, you know, because it's one of those injuries where, you know, you can kind of let it go. It's not one of those things that needs surgery immediately. But if you look at, you know, Siebes, who had to have both of his hips replaced, do you really want Kane to to keep on working on this bum hip that he's got? Um, obviously, I think that... Um, He's still an effective player, but he's not who he can be because I think that his hip injury is a lot more serious than what they're making it out to be. Noticing that his his lack in his lack in speed. Have you noticed his lack in speed, Matt? Oh yeah, there's some nights he is virtually invisible too. I mean, you don't he he used to you know get that puck and you know take off. Now it seems like he. He's coasting and being very cautious when the puck is on the boards. You know he he doesn't want to get hurt. His you know he he's got to figure out what he's going to do next year. This is this is a big time for him. Yeah. So he's got to play it smart. I'm sure you know his agents are you know say hey be careful don't get hurt. You got this is a busy week next two three weeks whatever it is. And you know you you pro- we're probably not going to see it, that flashiness that he used to have doing the spinorama and all that kind of stuff. He you know he used to do that like once a game. You yeah. know he'd get that puck and sp- just spin. You know burning a guy, but yeah he 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 does. That's a good analogy. He's, his feet do look like they're in mud at times, and you know you hate to see it, but I, I'd rather see Kaner you know get healthy and decide what he's going to do next year. I I hope they don't trade him. Good yeah. jumping into that. I mean, 
he there's reports of him saying the hip it's not as bad as people are making it out to be and he then it went off to the the whole ranger trade how he was kind of not i guess it seemed like he was disappointed because that was one of the teams that he wanted to play for obviously with the panarin reunion and blah blah but new york went a different direction and i think it was the right direction for new york they got a guy who's younger you know cheaper and this guy scores more goals, and then I, I I think that's what Panera needs. Not you don't need two playmakers together. You need you need you need a guy who's going to fire the puck. And look at happened. Panarin's first pass to Tarasenko on his first shot scored a goal. So the Rangers fans I think are happy too, and I quite honestly am happy. I don't want to see Kane go to New York either. Yeah, that'd have been brutal too. Uh, brutal to see. Um, you know, I, I think that. You know, I think one of two things can happen. You know, he could say, hey, you know what? I need to get this hip taken care of. And then the Hawks are like, all right, they shut him down. They He gets his surgery, and then they sign him to a, to a contract for next season. Or he gets traded, goes to another team, gets injured, <laughs> and That's then it. It, 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 doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work out. You know, I, I, um, you know, I can see one of those two things happening. Probably... Um, you know, Kane or Sting, I think it would be the smart thing for him to do. You know, it's like the summer's kind of coming up, you know, to, to get that, get that surgery that he probably needs, but hasn't done. And to, to kind of recuperate and get ready for next season, you know? Yeah, that that would be the smart thing, but I, I still think part of him wants to go out and be in the playoffs and compete. And, uh, you know, he's a winner. He wants to win. And, so it's going to be a, ne- a couple interesting uh, next couple of weeks here with him. You know, there's also been some reports that there is no market for Patrick Kane because of one, the asking price for him, and two, teams are very well aware of his of his injury and don't think that he'll make the impact that uh, you know that they're expecting him to make. Do you think that the you know that teams are kind of wary of of, of staying off of him? Well, yeah, I mean the scouts are you know they're like us and they they watch the games and right. when you see a guy kind of coasting in the neutral zone and not really moving his feet as much and burning guys like he used to do and you know he could still make an still an unbelievable passer but special teams i think is kane's you know big thing now he's usually the open man he can work his magic and he's got great vision and everything but you know, five on five play, he's just kind of like I said, he's invisible at times. And I think some teams are, you know, probably like, hey, we, we don't want to over, like you said, they don't want to overpay for a rental guy that's not 100%. And, um, you know, I've, I've heard reports of, you know, even Dallas wanting Patrick Kane, which I don't, I don't really see the fit, but, you know, I, I, I guess that having, you know, an experienced three-time Stanley Cup champion and a, just a playoff Showtime guy might help that team get over the hump. So I don't know, man. It, it's 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 weird. You know, and and here's the thing, though, kind of like what we've been getting at is that you know Patrick Kane at his best is Showtime. He is that guy who can get you over the hump. What we're seeing now is not that player. And I think no. that teams are like, you know what? He is in showtime right now because of his injury. And I don't think that he has that thing that can get us over. I'm starting to see it. What do you think the asking price was? 
probably say if he went to New York, probably a um a roster player right now, and maybe uh two first. Yeah, I I think they made out like bandits with Tarasenko. I yeah. think that was very smart, and it's kind of cap friendly. And you know what? Maybe they can negotiate something for next season. So yeah. they're they're kind of helping themselves now and possibly the future with Patrick Kane. I don't know if it would work out there. I don't think they'd be able to afford his services. Right. Right. It, and then, uh, you know, it kind of leads into Taves. It's like, what's the market like for, for Taser right now? You know, there's still, you know, I think that he could be good on, on a lot of playoff teams because of his, you know, his game isn't just, it's, you know, he's a shutdown guy. He can be a, an elite shutdown guy on a, on a contender right now. And if they need him to take those really important, you know, first line draws so to make sure they get possession, he can do that. What's the market looking like for him right now? The top two, actually, I guess I could say top three teams I've heard were Colorado, which I don't, I don't know how it would happen. Pittsburgh and Washington, I, I think would be my picks. But like you said, the, the shutdown role, I mean, I really think he would be so fatigued by the second round if they even made it that far yeah. that he wouldn't be as effective as he was when he was younger. Right. Because that's a battle, man. You're yeah, battling is. against some really top line guys. Like if you're with Pittsburgh, say, yeah, Crosby could, you know, do the, do the offensive work and, you know, you got other good players like Malkin, you got all those guys coming up and you put Taves in that third line role. I just at his age and he doesn't really have a, a lot of speed either. I mean, he's he's had that illness, and you know yeah. he's, he hasn't really been the same. I I think that'd be a lot to ask of him to be like that Ryan Kessler, like old school Jonathan Taves role. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, when you when you have a team like say we'll use Pittsburgh for example, and say they play, let's just use the Hurricanes, you know, for for, for a chance. You know, Taves going to be all over. He would need to be all over the place. He wouldn't have to worry about scoring goals. He would just need to worry about defending, which you know kind of comes natural naturally to him. The, I don't think that they have a center on their on their team that can defend the way that he does. John, uh, you're talking about Pittsburgh, yeah, a center. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, they really haven't had that. They've been losing shutdown guys a lot. I, I remember when they were winning those cups. They had Nick Bonino and. Years back, they had Jordan Stahl, and Jonathan Taves is just like those guys. Right. But I think right now at his age and just his health not being 100%, maybe maybe close to 80, I think he's that's as high as he's going to get it. But I just don't, I don't see it happening, man. I think it'd be a lot to ask of him. I, I'd like to see him more of a, if he's going to go anywhere, to be like a second-line type of guy and give him some good, fast players to work with mm-hmm. he's still he can still put the puck in the net he could he's a good power play guy too yeah but and the experience man having that guy in the locker room would just instantly boost he's a natural leader leadership I mean, anywhere yeah, he goes he doesn't need a letter to be a leader he'll right. instantly be a huge impact in that locker room yeah you know it's it's kind of funny man um you know when it comes to taves it's like there's a possibility that this that illness that he was dealing with is kind of rearing its head again, and he's like, you know what, uh, I'm not looking to to go anywhere. I'm looking to play out this season, and then I'll I'll make a decision in the summer on on what I do. Because uh, if he gets traded, and he's like, yeah, I've got this, 
I've got this illness that's coming up and I can't even play. That's not going to work out. Hey, do, hey really, really quickly, do, do they need to pass a physical when they go to a new team? I believe so. Okay. I believe they take a physical or there's a physical done, but a lot of teams like to have their own physical to check, you know, on everything. And usually when I remember when we were acquiring all those good players back in the day, they'd say pending a physical, the trade has been approved, stuff like that. And you know what? That's another thing right there. You know, it's it's yeah. like, can these two guys pass a physical? It, right now, who knows? I, I think Taves would have a better chance than Kane, obviously, Probably. because all this hip talk. But yeah. it sounds like, I, I don't know, man. It's still, I feel Kaner, he says stuff that makes you say, oh, this guy wants to stay. There's no way. And then he'll say something like, I was really taken back by that trade. I was disappointed. And it's like, what? Like, yeah. like, you need to just come out and say, hey, I want an extension. I want to be a Blackhawk. Or... It's not going to work out. I'm expecting it traded. Just, just say it. You know, maybe, you know, maybe Davidson's like, hey, look, don't ex- expressively say that because if you do, we're not going to get any offers. You know, type of a thing. You know, don't say too much about your hip because you know that's going to that's going to take away kind of our, our, our <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's too late now. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I think just they're like negotiating. Um, you know, kind of having that that little sidecar that they're negotiating. But before we go any further, I want to let everybody know that our sponsor, Manscaped, sells beard products now. That's right. Once again, they're revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped beard products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code TOMAHAWK20 for 20% off and free shipping. Now, I'm I've I've used it. I I'm a clean shave type of guy, and uh, to be honest with you, um, I I've used like an electric uh, shaver, which I think are awesome. And then I went back to kind of using like the traditional shaver. And to be honest with you, man, I like uh, having some spare time, uh, and using the electric shaver does that. Using the beard hedger is, uh, I would say personally, I think that it works pretty well. Um, it does does get like the clippings like all over the all over the sink because like the the thing doesn't doesn't take it, but it does a it does a good enough job, and you're probably be saving like two hundred bucks from buying uh, a good electric shaver and then using the pro hedger. Uh, Matt, have you used any of the any of the products from the beard hedger pro kit yes i have I've, I've used the the beard conditioner and the cream it makes the beard nice and soft rather than like prickly and i got a little baby here and she's always you know rubbing her head against me and stuff and <laughs> i don't want to get her a rash but it does right. it and it smells really good too which is with it's another positive you don't want to look like peter griffin with that nasty uh beard with the birds growing in it <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, do you just sit there and kind of just run your fingers through your beard now? <laughs> well, it, it is soft. Yeah, <laughs> I guess if it's like a nervous thing, I'm doing that. But yes, right. yeah, I guess I, I guess I do. <laughs> so get 20 percent off and free shipping with code Tomahawk20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20 percent off with free shipping at Manscaped. Uh, use the Manscaped beard hedger, one stroke, one guard, twenty lengths. Um, you can even take off the guard. It works really great. Now, back to the podcast. Dominic Hasek has been uh, made a comment saying 
The NHL has sunk to rock bottom, letting letting Ovechkin's son perform on the ice at the NHL All-Star. is spitting in the face of approximately 500 killed, thousands injured, and tens of thousands of kidnapped Ukrainian children. The NHL and Gary Bettman must pay for this heinous act. Now, I think that's pretty... That's pretty... Um, pretty bold statement from Hasek, man. Um, I don't think Ovechkin has anything to do with what's going on in the Ukraine. Um, if he has said anything positive about, you know, Vladimir Putin or the Russian government, you know, people have to understand that. He's or I, I would think that Dominic Hasek does understand that Ovechkin is Russian. His family lives in Russia. And in Russia, if you, you know, say negative things about the government i mean you know they'll, they'll, who knows what they'll do you know they can take your family your family can disappear who knows what can happen to you you know and so he can't outrightly go against the russian government uh considering that he's a um he's a citizen and his family lives there um like what's going on with hasik man i mean i i know that maybe he's trying to be a, a freedom fighter you know but um i don't think that uh attacking Alex Ovechkin is 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 proper yeah I agree with you I, I don't uh, dude I'm a huge Hashik fan as as a young goalie growing up you you see this guy doing freaking cartwheels stopping the puck with his head he was like damn this guy's awesome he was like a huge role model for goalies you know in the 90s and to hear him say stuff like that it's just crazy like Come on, even Gary Bettman. What does Gary Bettman have to do with your uh, war in Russia? Like, come yeah. on, there. We're it's a hockey organization. <laughs> Ovechkin is a hockey player. Yes, he's from Russia. You know how many, you know how many players are from Russia. He's calling for all the players to be suspended too. He wants. He doesn't want any Russians to be allowed to play in the NHL. Why? So, because of this war and it's oh. not their it's not their fault yeah. do you like what do you are you trying like you're gonna okay say you get your way and you suspend all the russian players do you know the lawsuits with the players union like I, really like he's just he's just an old man yelling at the clouds and i mean it's one thing if he's on in the front lines helping these people fight and he's he's bitter about you know watching russian hockey players not saying more and stuff but like you said what can they say like if they said something bad, their families are there. Their their parents, their aunts and uncles, cousins. Like, the, the, they're crazy over there, dude. They can wake up with like they they can be gone. It's that's how crazy it is there. So, I'm not sure what he he's trying to get you know out of by attacking Ovechkin's small child playing at an All Star game. It makes no sense to me. That's cowardly. Bringing little children involved in it. Yeah, I agree. Um... You know, I think, you know, old players, uh, you know, they've always got something to say. And, and, and a lot of them, they, they do podcasts and they, and, you know, they kind of have like their, their avenue of, of kind of getting out to their, their fans. And, you know, Dominic Hasek isn't someone that's, I would say, necessarily done that much in the past. I think he's much more active on Twitter over, say, like the past 18 months than he's yeah. been um previously and you know that you know that's cool but it, it just seems like he's got a bone to pick with this russia thing and um and I, I just don't see where the nhl fits in that you know i don't know why it's a problem that yeah that these what russian do you want players to do? are playing here yeah like what do you want them to do i mean what what can they do they can't interfere in that right uh, that'd be illegal and 
I, I guess if you have a Ukraine flag, like you see all over the place, like, yeah, you put a Ukraine flag next to your name. Okay, what are you what are you doing about it though? That little flag thing doesn't make you oh I'm helping. No, it's not. It's just support, I guess. But like, I don't know what he wants Gary Bettman to do about this. There, there's nothing he can do. If he sent aid that way, I I, I don't know the laws and everything, but that could start a big thing <laughs> with even the U.S. government. Like, hey, what are you doing? Like, you don't have right. the, you don't have you can't do that. Just stuff like that. So I, yeah, he's like you said, old. These old players are a, a lot of them. I enjoy actually. They yeah. go on, they go on podcasts and tell stories, and you know, actually, I remember Eddie Belfour being on a podcast, and these two used to be teammates together in the, with the Blackhawks, and right, they asked him about Hashik, like how was it to play for him. He goes, oh yeah, he. He uh, he didn't really like to work out. He was kind of. He said he was kind of rude, actually. Like really? He, yeah. He 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 was he was a good player and everything, but he didn't like to work out with the team. He like and he, if you look at him, he is a skinny dude. He like Brian Miller. Some goalies are different, you know. They're yeah. thin, but Belfour was a fitness nut, and he he didn't really say it, but he kind of seemed like he he wasn't really motivated to play there, and he kind of had some lazy, uh, you know ways of working out and stuff blah 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 but you know you, you hear stuff like that and then you see this it's like oh, maybe eddie was right this guy's kind of a dick so i i'd like to see him stay a little quiet about this and leave these russian guys alone because there's some you know there's some good russian players out here and we're lucky to be able to see them otherwise they'd be playing in the khl like not getting noticed at all like panarin is a superstar you got ovi obviously who's i think what like 87, 70, 80 goals away from passing the great one. Yeah. And can you imagine when he does that, what Hashik's going to do? He's going to lose his mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, has has Alex Ovechkin played against Hasek? I think so, man. I think he started in 05, I believe, or yeah. 06. And I think, I think Hasek was a Red Wing. I think he still was a Red Wing or just leaving the Senators. So I'm sure he scored goals on him. Yeah, he scored on every say, goal maybe, he has ever played. It seems like. It's yeah, crazy. maybe he's uh, maybe he scored a hat trick on him where, on one night where Hasek's whole family was in the building, and that's pissed Hasek off ever since. You know, or he's he popped a, him right in that old school bird cage, and just yeah. his ears are still ringing. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, did you get an opportunity to watch any of the uh, the All Star game? No, and I'm glad I didn't because I've. I've read it was terrible and it was embarrassing, low viewership, and it's it's turned into a joke. You know, it's all this uh, weird weird stuff that has nothing to do with hockey. It, you know, dancing around and doing like skits and stuff, like trying to do a little fashion show. I, that sucks. I like the old stuff. You know, give me the fastest skater and the targets and. Breakaway contest, best goalie, give me that all day. I don't want to see any of this stupid stuff. You know, I've heard that the that players are actually looking for the league to let them um, say express their their personalities more. Do you think that has something to do with it? Maybe they're trying to to sell the sell the league a little bit more. Yeah, but it looks fake. It doesn't look like their real personality. They seem robotic about it and boring and awkward. You know, it's uh, like okay. Put put Jeremy Roenick out there, you're gonna get a real dude. These guys, they, they I feel like it's still not, you know, I I feel they're they're still reserved about stuff, and 
the, I mean, you got some good personalities, obviously. I, I think P.K. Subban was a part of the ceremonies, and I think that was smart because he's got a great personality, and I, I think he, he he's good for the game with that, but he's not playing anymore. And right. you don't really have many players that are, you know, even Cindy Crosby, he still comes across as so like reserved and, yeah. you know, just laid back. And it's not, it's not really, he's not really like flashy or funny, you know. I think Ovi, Ovi's got a good personality still. Yeah. And, but, you know, not too many guys that stand out like, you know, like back in the day, like the 90s guys, like JR was always dancing around and, you know, making jokes and just being hilarious. All the USA guys, I thought, like Billy Guerin was good. And uh, who else? Jeez, uh, man, it's been so long since I remember these 90s guys. Even uh, Patrick Waugh had a good personality. He was crazy, but he yeah, still he had was. a pretty, pretty cool and entertaining personality when you saw him at the All Star games. You know, um, they, there was a, like a documentary done with Ovechkin and he was talking about if he would wear the, you know, the tinted, you know, mirrored visor again. And he said that he would, uh, apparently, you know, the reason he can't wear it is because he said goalies were complaining that they couldn't <laughs> see his eyes or something like that. And he's like, I, he's like, Martin Brodeur. Yeah. Oh, Brodeur I, I heard said that. that. I did hear that. Yeah. You know what? Broder is another favorite of mine, but to hear that, that's a joke because you know what's more distracting? That stupid neck guard, clear neck guard that he wore <laughs> underneath his helmet. Yeah. And that's that's the same. That thing's bouncing around. And like, I, a goalie doesn't look at the eyes, a goalie looks at the puck. That right. is the worst excuse. Like, you're mad because this guy is gonna freaking score so many <laughs> goals on you because he's a freaking natural sniper. Right. But yeah, that, that sucks. It, let, let him. I love the tin advisor. Didn't Marion Hosa wear one too? I love those. You know what? I thought that he 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 wore a, a tinted one. I'm not sure if he wore the mirrored one though. I think um, Ovi was the one who he, he he was the only one who wore the mirrored one. I want to say that thing looked awesome. Yeah, I remember that. Like all the young kids like wanted to start doing that. They yeah. buy it and go go out and rat hockey. And I'm Ovi, yeah. and it, it did look pretty cool. Yeah, and he had, uh, you know, the yellow, the yellow laces. Like, see, like that is like naturally, you know, showing out your personality. Like you're like one of those guys. Do you and know you why like, he wore those laces? Huh? He wore them so his mom can pick him out during a game. Oh, really? Yeah, and he stuck to it. So that's pretty cool. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, uh, my high school team. I a couple guys used to wear those laces because it kind of matched with the jerseys, mm-hmm. and uh, it did look pretty cool. It's different, you know. Now yeah, guys is. are like Mitch Marner's got skates with his dog on it and stuff. Oh, like yeah. back in the day, you never see anything like that. And yeah, that must be skates are so ridiculous right now. The prices I couldn't believe it. Oh when I looked. my gosh, they're like a thousand bucks for a pair of skates, dude. They're and like twelve hundred. Now they're customizing stuff. That's got to be another 500 to 800 bucks to do that. And it's all hand done. It's like, yeah. what is, what does a skate like skate for me for a thousand bucks? Are you serious? Man, I remember back in the day when I think it was like the top of the line tax. Were like, yeah, CCM uh, tax. Like yeah, I got a pair. 952s. <laughs> yeah, I got a pair of those, dude, with the, the white stripe coming yeah. down the side. Yeah, yeah I, man. I those, were, those were so yeah. sick. Um, I think those, at the time, those were like like three 350 or 400 bucks. 
at, at the time, which was expensive at the time. So what is that yeah. like? We're talking about like what, 1999, 2000? And they're not comfortable when you put on the new ones at all. Right. It's like putting on a freaking plastic boot that just literally kills your ankles. I hear the new ones, you have to have them, um, you got to have them baked. Yeah, I, I baked my skates. I'm actually playing Monday back in net, so it's going to be interesting. But I, I baked mine again just to kind of loosen them up a little bit. But did you know, like, I, I just found this out maybe, like, last year. It, do you know, like, goalie skates, how they used to look? Yeah. They'd look low and then kind of goofy at the bottom. Yeah, and, they're, like, flat. They're, they're so different now. They look like player skates. Really? Yeah, you gotta you gotta Google it because I was so like I would look at the goalies playing and I'm I looking at their skates. I'm like, why is he so high off the the ice? And I was like, dude, he's wearing player skates, but he's not. It's the new boot cut edition of goalie skates, and I I just couldn't believe it. I still have the old ones, and I'm gonna be wearing them, and I'm gonna look so I'm gonna be like, wow, I wish I had those other ones. I bet you they're so comfortable. Yeah, and I mean, you could probably, and you're you're up a little higher. It's it's nice to get that little height? couple inches of height. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's funny, man. So, um, I wanted to talk to you one last thing, man. I want to talk to you about where do you think our defensive prospects go from here? It's February. We've got, you know, a little bit, about two months left of the season. Mitchell, um, you know, Ruse and Isaac are guys who have played a lot of time for the Blackhawks. This I would say uh, Isaac has played more time for the Blackhawks this season than either of them, even though Mitchell is the guy who made the team and we're supposed to be seeing more of. Where do you think the Blackhawks go from here? Do you think that they should just put these guys in the just put these guys on the team and, you know, just let them, let them play it out, you know, like the last two months. Well, like you said in the last podcast with the, the likely Blackhawks being traded, I think if Jake McCabe's gone, you're going to need one of these young dudes to step up and they're right. going to probably get that role. And I really like Isaac Phillips. I, yeah, I really I like too. his game. I really like his game. And I think he could probably take that role that, McCabe, McCabe's role if he is dealt, which likely he will be because um, hearing a lot of stuff about him with actually the Maple Leafs are really interested in him. Uh, Mitchell, he, this is a weird one because he did make the team, then he got hurt. Right. And it's like, come on, this poor kid can't catch a break, you know? Yeah. But a couple of years or seasons ago, I know the COVID seasons and stuff, but he looked good. Uh, yeah. He looked faster than Duncan Keith and, you know, he was making smart plays and I'd, I'd like to see him get a full shot, you know, like you're in kid, you're, you're staying here. Like a Caleb if it doesn't Jones work type out, of shot. If it doesn't work out at the deadline, you're gone. Something like that. Give him a one-year deal, whatever. I don't even know how many the term is with any of these players, except Seth Jones. Everybody else is just <laughs> a couple of years here and there, but I'd like, I'd like to see him get one more shot. And you know who else? I know he's not a prospect. I'm really Really impressed with the way Kurashev's been playing. Yep. I'd like to see him stay as well. I agree. I want to uh, see him stay. Uh, Regula is another guy who I yeah. think he, he's played well when I've seen him. Vlasic has played well. You know, we have, you know, this, I, mean, I think I just named off five guys. We've yeah. got five guys competing for the blue line that I think that if you're to put them on, on other teams, they'd get a shot and probably make it, you know? And, and yeah. I'd hate to see 
you know, us, we've got a stockpile of these dudes and they're just not getting any playing time because we're playing, you know, Caleb Jones or we're playing Connor Murphy, you know, and where yeah. these dudes I, could I, easily I, slot in. I don't understand the Connor Murphy experiment. I really don't. I, even last night against the, uh, the Yotes, he, uh, he was standing in the slot and just standing still. And they just put one right over a stick. He bends down to try to take the pass away. And the guy buried it for an open netter. It's like, come on, man. Like, look alive out there, dude. Like, you can't right. just stand there. You're, you, I, I never was a fan of him. I'm, I know it's mean. I'm just, I was so upset we traded Jarmelson for him. We traded <laughs> an elite stay-at-home defenseman. Like, the way a defenseman should play the game in his own zone, we traded him for that guy. So he'll never he'll never live up to that, and that's why I I I give him a hard time. Yes, he's in the NHL. He's 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 a, he's a, he's a player. He's he he's all right, but st- I I don't know what we're doing with this guy. And if we if he sticks around, I I still don't understand it. He must be like amazing in the locker room or something, because I I just don't see it on the ice. I've actually heard that he is he is a, a really good locker room presence. I'm sure he's a good dude too, but I'm I just don't. I don't want to see the Hawks like invest term and a lot of money into this guy because he's right. I, like with the new wave coming in with Karchinski, Nolan Allen, and Del yeah. Maestro. Like these guys are going to be studs. They're going to be better than what we have now. Give them maybe two, three years, maybe less. Maybe we'll see Karchinski next season. And right now, if he is on the team next season, he's going to win the rookie of the... Well, I can't say because Connor Bedard will probably, but he'll be the best defenseman. <laughs> he'll be the best defenseman rookie of the year. You know, Connor Bedard might need a little time to adjust, though, too. You know? He might well, need a season because I'll tell you what. Uh, Nathan McKinnon was good when he first came in, but he wasn't the player that he is now. Yeah, and it's kind of like, I guess, Jack Hughes, too. Uh, he's... You know, we, I always say we give him a hard time and yeah, we did give him a hard time because he deserved it, but he, he did have a breakout season this year Yeah, and he did get, it's, he's hurt actually, he's going to be out for some weeks and like I predicted, I think the Devils still won't make the playoffs, but yeah, he could take long, but I think they're going to leave him on whatever team he, he makes just because of he's like the hype, you know, you're going to get all these fans coming in to want to watch him play if, whether it's here, which would be amazing. Even with the Ducks, you got no one else. You you have to call him up, and right. it could take him some time. But I think he is one of those guys. Like every every couple of years, you get that superstar coming up, like the McDavid, the Caners, and you know all those first round picks. And he he's going to be the guy. So I I I think that going back to Korchinski, if he makes the team, he could easily been on the team this year. They're just yeah, I think being smart. They're being smart. He's going to be an unbelievable player. He looks so good in that World Junior Tournament, moving the puck, shooting the puck. and Skates great. He, he had a nice clip in preseason with a nice pass, cross-ice pass to uh, Lucas Reichel. And I remember everyone saying, oh, man, I can get used to seeing this guy. I could, too, because I'm a big Lucas Reichel guy. I think he'll be yeah. a good Blackhawk next year. And I, I, I think we need a good, fast-moving defenseman who's smart. And I think Korchinski, I think he's going to be on the team next year, man. I, I think I we think got so no too. choice. Yeah. I think so too. And to be honest with you, I think the only, I, I think there's a possibility, or, or at least there should be, the only defenseman that we're seeing playing for the Blackhawks right now that's going to be on the team next year is probably uh, Seth Jones. Yeah, and you know what? I'd like to see like an Isaac Phillips 
play with Korchinski. I think that's the type of player that he needs to have on his pairing to be successful. Both of them need to be successful. Right. Seth Jones, he needs a, he also he needs a stay-at-home mean dude who's going to cover him and be back in time. It, it, Connor Murphy can't do it. He no. just can't. Jake McCabe, he's good, but I think he's going to be gone. But we're going to need to uh I hope like we get a couple more first-round picks and we get a nasty just a defensive-minded guy in the first round. I'd like to see. Obviously, you got to pick the best player available with your first pick, and then maybe the Tampa pick. I'd like to see like filling in some important roles, even a goalie. I'd like to see, but right. it's going to be interesting, man. I'm actually really excited for the draft. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because there's so much talent in the draft this year that's going to be yeah. coming out. Um, you know, Fant- you you post about Fantilli, that little scrum. The yeah, other day yeah. at Michigan. Even Nazar played too last night. He made his debut. I'm not sure what uh, Frank Tank did, but they made a big <laughs> thing about him. But yeah, back to that little uh, little fight that you don't see that in college, man. They're no, ripping they're ripping off the cages and starting yeah. to swing. He was ejected and pretty cool. Yeah, Fantelli's. I think he'll he'll be a player. I think that's going to be like Reichel, though. I think okay. if he makes the team, they'll probably send him to the AHL. Or maybe he'll, I'm not sure what, is he a senior? I think he is, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he'd have to play, he'd have to play in the the uh, the A at least, and I could see that happening. Even with the Blackhawks, if we were to get him, I think they're going to be really patient with him too, because I think the McDavid, or I'm sorry, McDavid, the Connor Bedard, his, he is so high, and it kind of drops down to like Fantelli at two, and it's yeah. a pretty big gap. But he's still good. He's going to be a good player, which is which is good to, good to see. If we don't get that first round pick, we're we're at least going to get the second or third, I believe. And Fantelli's a good one. Fantelli's got size though, too, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and I believe he's a center too. Yeah, which he is. is uh, which I, I've noticed that the Hawks have been putting Reichel on the wing. Yeah, I, it would yeah. be cool to see your 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 next franchise center. Like, hey, this guy's a natural center. And then you got Reichel on the wing, and you got Korczynski in the back. Man, oof, I like that three already. Do you like, you know, like, you know, Reichel is, I mean, he was drafted as a center. He's played center his whole life. Do you, do you think that they've got him on wing because of his size? Do you think they've got him on wing because he can't win faceoffs? You know, what, uh, you know, what do you think is going on? I think they just want him to, I mean, it's a bigger role. Maybe he's not ready for it in the NHL. It's a lot different. Right. Maybe they wanted to keep some pressure off him. He looked good with Max Domi. Max Domi yeah. really liked playing with him, which is another Blackhawk I, I hope stays, but I think there's there's a lot of eyes looking at him right now. I, I'd actually like to see him go and come back. Yeah. Like, sign, I could see Because he says he loves it here, and you know he's been raving about the city and his family loves it. I, I, I think he's a good Blackhawk. I, I like the way he plays. I love the, the grittiness and stuff, but Going back to him, he he had some really good chemistry with Reichel, and that's something Davidson should think about. Like, hey, if I if I'm planning on having Lucas up next year, I, Domi looked pretty good with him, and, and you know, for a cheap another three four million two year deal, it's it's a no brainer. In all honesty, man, I think Domi's come to Chicago and kind of resurrected his career a bit. Yeah, and you know what? We we even said he probably made a smart move. He bet on himself, and he's like, hey, I got an advantage here. I got Patrick Kane on my team. Those two look great together early on, and I know they kind of split them up, but 
He's still producing. Somebody's going to want to take him. I've heard that even Carolina would like to have him back for the playoffs. Or yeah, You know what? I'd like to see him actually go to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I think that having a guy, you got Evander Kane, who's an agitator. You got toughness. You can add more with Max Domi, and he's pretty solid center. That'd be a good pickup, but I I haven't really seen the teams interested. I'm just kind of playing NHL 23 like <laughs> in my mind right now, but I, I think it would be a good fit over there. Even the Maple Leafs, they need some more toughness in the playoffs, and that's the guy you'd like to have. Yeah, I agree, man. So, all right, everybody, that's all that we've got for you today. Great conversation, Matt. Uh, nice yeah. having you back, man. I'm not talking to the wall here. Yeah, um, thank you. Um I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Me and Matt are very, very appreciative. Do us a favor if you haven't. Follow us on Twitter. We're going to get our, our, our YouTube channel going again, so give us a follow on YouTube. Just look up Chicago Tomahawk, and we'll see you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here.